0: Service your existing car with us right now
1: And it's worth £500 off your next car
0: Yes, at Macklin Motors Toyota, we'll give you a £500 voucher off any of our brand new Toyotas when you book in for a service with our expert Toyota-trained technicians.
1: We even have complimentary courtesy cars available, so book your service now and get £500 off any new Toyota.
0: Visit macklinmotors.co.uk or see us at Kennishead Road, Darnley.
1: Macklin Motors, the new name for Toyota sales and servicing in Glasgow.
0: Valid on services till 30th September. Excludes Motability and Fleet customers. One £500 pound voucher per vehicle purchased by 31st December.
2: The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com, representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go!
3: Paul Cooney with the Go Radio Football Show special edition tonight. European football still dominating the headlines. Dundee United in action tonight. I was there earlier today. It's getting busy already. Sellout crowd virtually, I think, at Tannadice against AZ Alkmaar. Just, that's just a week after... Uh, Motherwell went out to Sligo Rovers, home and away. And then the manager disappeared on Friday. And then 48 hours ago, tough start for Rangers. Nobody really here expected it. 2-0 loss in Belgium to Union SG. Well, with us tonight, two superstars of football who've got a wealth of European experience. Kenny Miller is with us. I've got all the clubs here because our next guest also has loads of clubs. Kenny, you've been on a number of times here. And we know Rangers, uh, three occasions. Wolves, Hibbs. And uh, your your colleague also was at Hibs as well. Um, Bursaspor for a short time was one of them. I've not got them in front of me. Let me think who else. Vancouver Van- Vancouver Whitecaps, Cardiff. great place to be. Cardiff, Card- well, Cardiff
4: yep. Yeah. Yeah. And then Partick, Levy, Dundee, as well. Looking forward to tonight. You're in white,
3: so too is your former teammate. You played in the same same team together. You played against each other as well. It's Aidan McGeady, Aidan from Queens Park, Celtic, uh, Spartak Moscow, Everton. Uh, you were away in loan for a wee while, Sheffield Wednesday, uh, yep. and of course, in more recent times, Sunderland for, what, four, five years, and now at Hibs. Welcome to the Go Radio Football Thanks Show, Aidan. Thanks for having me. First of all, how's the injury? Uh,
5: not amazing, uh, but you know, it's part and parcel of football. I've just a uh, reoccurrence of a medial ligament tear that I had last season that's probably not healed properly. Uh, very, very disappointing because uh, I'm at a new club and you want to enjoy your football, that's why I'm here. Uh, I still love playing football, but uh, I'll just I'll see I'll see how it goes the next the next uh, two or three weeks kind of my rehab.
3: Great to see you back in Scotland as well after a long time away. Yeah. And it was a, quite a journey here there and everywhere. Yeah, finally t- coming back home. Twelve years. 12 we thought we'd see
4: you back in green and white, and it's no, the, the green and white of Hibbs. Yeah. Uh, good to see him again, isn't it? That's great. Kenny? Yeah, but like uh, right, for him with the injury. I mean, yeah. He was one of the players I think when I seen Hibbs signed him that. I felt it could have been the answer to a lot of the issues that they had towards the end of last season. So I'm sure Lee Johnson will be will be got you to know have him in, a, in the team for the for the next few weeks or so months. So it's uh, hopefully he gets back quickly. And uh, I, I said I'm looking forward to seeing him back in the league because I watched him at Falkland and he still got a wee the pace as well yeah, over that first five ten yards, even in his uh, like later on in his career. So yeah, really disappointed not to see him.
3: He had to bring up that game, didn't? He, in the Premier Sports Cup, he gets in right away with a tackle on you. Obviously no, Alex, he's he's,
4: he's he's he's
5: right. I mean that's yeah. that's a. It's a, poor, it's a poor start to the season yeah. for, for us straight away I mean I'm, I'm not a massive fan of the platform anyway because I still think effectively we were still in pre-season and you're going away to these grounds and Falkirk gets an grass pitch you're playing an experimental team where the managers try to figure out the managers in the door as well seven, eight new signings and we go and Falkirk were hungrier than us they were better than us and ultimately we're now at the League Cup albeit of course the, the, the result after that with the well, sure. the the uh, uh, eligible player, you know, obviously with Rocky Bashiri, but it's, I'm not a massive fan of the platform, but it's, uh, yeah, well, it wasn't a great game to be involved in, so. Ken, but I didn't get whipped, yeah. by the way, actually, he was only playing 45 anyway.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you can call Kenny Miller, Aidan McGeady, here with me, Paul Cooney on 0808 17 17 700. Loads of messages coming in on the socials as well at Go Football Show. Last night dominated, obviously, with uh, Rangers and the Rangers result. Kenny, we saw you on the other night. We'll talk with you about that in a moment or two. But you two obviously played against each other. And almost uniquely, you played in the same side in an old firm derby in the Glasgow Derby. You've got good memories of that, a good supply you gave to Kenny Miller.
5: Yeah, that was... Uh... He told you not to
3: mention that one didn't he no, it? not to mention no, that one. he knows that if he no. says not mention it he
5: knows what we'll no, yeah. I, I found that was that was probably the hardest thing because you were coming from being at Rangers coming to Celtic where straight away the fans the fans are it's difficult for the fans to take to you take your you to out with scoring then you score and who, who better to score against than against your former club
4: yeah, it was a long. It was a long. I think it was the seventh game of the season or so. You know, so it was. You were under <coughs> a wee bit of, of pressure. As a forward, it doesn't matter what club you go to, but particularly when you're making that type of move, you want to get off the mark pretty quickly. And for me, it was uh, it was unfortunate, unfortunate, I suppose, in a way that yeah that you opened up your account in such a way. So it was a big relief. but It was a really good run fading off the off the left, a wee slide through, yeah. and uh, and you go through in the rest of history. So I think aiden has got a wee bit of. A, not not a great memory. I think Tommy Gravison stole a goal. I think so he stole the opener. Yeah. Uh, I think it was a header, and, and uh, yeah. Tommy smashed it in for about three inches. Yeah. So. Uh, uh, just
5: uh, that, yeah. one of one of those games. But uh, just th- that was a game I remember. You know, you have you have games, personal games, where you, you look back on, you think that was a that was a great game. Like, I really enjoyed that game, and I'm sure you did as well. The thing. Yeah.
3: Quick question just now then: Was he good to play alongside? Because he's a terrific striker, and yeah. he's probably left Celtic too soon.
5: Look, that's not for me to decide, to be no. honest with you. I mean, yeah. I, you were probably slightly not impatient, but you want to play every single game, weren't yeah. you? Mm-hmm. Well, that's the way strikers are,
4: of course, it is. And you know, it's like I'd, I'd moved on now, you know, I'd came for playing all the time, and I'd played a lot in that, that first season, but it was pretty clear uh, that the second season it was going to be tough to find game time for, for one reason or another. We'd signed. I think Magic was still there. Big Yan mm-hmm. had came yeah. in saying Chris Killen in that summer That's as right, well. Yeah. So there was in the early doors, where it was like it was going to be. I mean, I actually started that season pretty well as well. I scored against Falkirk at the game. Mm-hmm. You would think you actually overhead kicked and then the next league game, I came off the bench and scored two against Aberdeen. So yeah. I'd actually the season prior to it, as much as it was a successful one for the, for the club, personally, I think I only scored eight goals mm-hmm. that year. You know, it wasn't nowhere near good enough. But the second season, I started by getting like three goals in, in a matter of minutes, you know. So it was, uh, but it was made pretty clear. It was, it was not going to happen. Sure. So I'm quite happy to move on and go and play somewhere where, where I felt a little bit more valued there. You know?
3: Sure. Mm-hmm.
4: Questions for Kenny and Aidan 0808 08, 17 17 700.
3: What was he like to play alongside?
4: You know, a young player coming in like yeah. full of excitement. You know, I remember watching when he, the first season he came through and he had these the, the, the tricks down, I think the Ronaldinho, the flip-flap, yeah. mm-hmm. it was uh, he had it on lockdown, you know. So, as a young player coming through, like he just he would terrorize full-backs. So, I think we had we had both Aidan and Sean in, in, in that team, and yeah. played with Sean obviously for Scotland as well. And when they get the ball 1v1 against against wingers, it's a striker's dream because you know, yeah. more often than not, they're going to either they're going to commit them inside or outside and you're going to get some kind of service you know so it was a uh, yeah it was good to play with the, the, those types of players
3: You must have been chuffed David when you got the McGiddy spin in the FIFA in, in the game
4: <laughs> Yeah well I mean, that's how yeah. that's I
5: get off uh, kid, kids nowadays yeah. don't, even, don't even know who I am but they'll say the McGiddy spin so uh, it's, it's, I suppose it's, it's great that that's, that's happened and can be remembered for that but I mean look that's just a that's, that's a byproduct of football yeah. I mean I'm 36 now and I'm, you know, getting on. Obviously, of course, so I still, but I still enjoy playing football and I still want to play for as long as I can because I think yeah, I think you're a long time retired. I mean, look, Kenny, you played till sure. what? 40, yeah, yeah, so yeah. I 40. Mean, I mean, three, four, five years ago, if you played to 34, that was considered like old. That was considered a long career. So to still be playing, I'm I'm quite privileged and and yeah. I feel privileged anyway, especially to be a
3: like a a top club like Hibs. We're talking about um, Hibs last night with Peter Grant and Barry Ferguson, and we were just saying Hibs should always be top six. It's, it's easy to say should always be, but they are. I and mean, when the signing of you and Martin Boyle maybe coming back as well, yeah, yeah
5: that would yeah, obviously be a big boost. Uh, definitely, I think it's uh, there's there's a lot of talk in the, you know, there's a lot of talk in the media and there's a lot of talk in the training ground about if he's coming back. I think there's there's issues with whatever the team he's at in, in, in Saudi Arabia I think money wise and whatever he's owed or whatever there's, there's, there's some sort of issue there but for us definitely would give us an added boost I mean he's a he's a proven top player at this level and I think just looking at our squad he would definitely definitely add something I mean he's a he, he got his move and yep. deserved it but uh, so, just from a selfish point of view, it would be it would be good for us, definitely.
3: Life-changing amount of money. Kenny's more than decent player, isn't he? And of course, a lot to play for with uh, the World Cup coming up. For Martin Boyle being an Australian,
4: it'd be an incredible sign. Yeah. Even more yeah. so, the fact that Aiden's now missing for the yeah. mm-hmm. for the foreseeable, because it's it's a, a huge loss. And I think when Hibbs lost him in January, you see how it impacted them going forward in terms of goal scoring, creating goals, just having that pace and that real threat that Martin's got. It would be a massive sign in coming back. I know it was, there's been a bit of speculations linking him with other teams in the league as well. So either way, whoever does get him, if anybody does coming back to the uh, to the Premier League, would it'd be it'd be a massive sign for anybody.
3: Some of the headlines today then we will get into. The main thing will be talking about Rangers uh, and Kenny, what went wrong the other night. And importantly, are they still going to go through next Tuesday at Ibrox? Uh, Morellas, is he going to be back? I, I mean, I asked you um, in the office
4: just beforehand, but he's been out for so long. I think it would be... I, I don't know where he's at I don't know what level of training he's doing I don't know where he's at I know Alfredo well even when he's coming back off a long absence or even a close season sometimes it takes him a little bit of time to to, look, like, to really trim back down into, into match shape so I don't know where he's at in relation to his, his fitness but he's not played since March I think it is to throw him into a, cha- a crucial Champions League qualifier even off the back of 20-30 minutes on Saturday I don't know if he could be really where he needs to be to really impact that game but what I would say is if he's in the squad and Rangers are one and one nil with twenty minutes to go, thirty minutes to go, and the tie's very much still alive. Putting him on, if he's able and, and fit and able to, to like to impact the game, I think the roof would come off Ibrox uh, We've seen the impact yeah. that the, the the energy in that stadium can have last season on on better teams with the greatest respect to, uh, than Union. So if if the game's still alive and Alfredo's you know, in the squad, I think he, he could have a part to play. Whether that'll be for the start, I would be I would be very surprised. I'm not saying he won't. But I, I would be surprised based on it's been such a long, almost what five months, five and a yes. half months since yeah. he's last played. Mm-hmm. So it would be for me a big ask to go straight into a game like that.
3: Aiden, no matter how good you feel, it takes time to it get. It does take sharpness. time. It does take
5: time. Yeah. I mean, Matt, uh, being fit and training is one thing, but being thrown into a game is completely different. But like Kenny said there, I think, especially if if Rangers got an early goal, 20 minutes, half an minute hour to go, it, it could make a big difference. But obviously going back to the game last night, mm-hmm. that's strange one for me because yeah. trying to kind of figure out was it was it maybe a, like complacency I'm not entirely
3: sure obviously yeah. we'll get into that at some point but yeah we'll do it now because Terry Butcher former captain said it was complacency that's yeah. what he thought Aidan
5: it's funny because talking about this earlier on with someone else that a couple of the, like the players in that team were playing league one last, like last season like Burgess Sykes like Akinton yeah. Stanley and with all due respect you're trying to qualify for the Champions League aren't you yeah. and that's not the that's, that's
3: not the level that Rangers are at anyway or, or, or should hope to be at and look what they did just weeks ago you know a couple of months ago they get yeah, on well, the way you're... and just missed out in a mm-hmm. European final football strange what, did you, what do you think of that complacency the manager said just to all, he didn't say every player but he
4: basically said too many players who just weren't their usual self I mean he looked shell-shocked didn't he he did, and I felt his, his post-match kind of analysis, of, of what went on, was pretty much spot on to be honest It was He was pretty honest, and his and uh, the aftermath of it. But complacency, again, who knows? You're only surmising how they felt, you know. Where for me, it just looked like they weren't at the races. You know, the tempo was down. or oh, there was no tempo. There was no energy. Uh, even watching back the game uh, yesterday. I just felt, which I thought on the night, there's very, very little movement about the team. You know, when you've got time on the ball, the best teams in the world are constantly looking to disrupt a back line by making forward movements. And those types of movements, whether it's from even Tav, and I think it was Youngmas when he came on, looked Mm -hmm. to try and make these types of moves. But what they can do is they maybe freeze up a little bit. of Space for your Tillmans where you want to get him on the ball, or a Matondo, or a Glen Kamara, or even finding the forward. But it just was very, very static and... uh, it's not a performance again. If you if you don't improve on that and you don't get that kind of urgency in, in at your play, you'll face very much similar on on Tuesday night because they've got two 0 lead to protect now yep. to to get to the playoff for the Champions League for where they were just over a year ago. It'd be it's an incredible story. It really is. But Rangers have got to forget about that. They need to focus on the job and how they become better for Tuesday night because they can do it. There's no doubt about it. 1-2-0, 3-1 is, is well within this team's uh, capabilities, particularly with that crowd behind them and the energy that they'll bring on Tuesday night. So it's not done, but there needs to be severe improvements.
3: Aidan, it shows you the value of somebody breaking from the midfield, supporting the up front and thinking about uh, Ryan Kent. He was missed so badly, wasn't he?
5: Yeah, I think so. I think Kent's a, I think Kent's a top player. Mm. Uh, in terms of probably in Terms of his numbers and goals, assists. I think he can. It's definitely something he can improve on. But in that Rangers team, he's 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 a top player. Enjoy what I've played against him quite a few times as well. Very very sharp, especially when he was on on loan from Liverpool. A few different teams, a few different times.
3: You Uh, played when you were at Sunderland. Did you play uh, against
5: Sunderland, uh, Preston? Mm -hmm. He was on loan a few different places. Very very good player, top player. But I just I feel like what Kenny's kind of talking about there, reiterating the fact that there wasn't much movement very very static striker Sh- very isolated I thought just kind of playing in front of the team and not really without Kent or without a kind of individual who's going to take someone on and take someone out of the game there wasn't there wasn't much happening and that you know us unions and how, how do you I work did, us? we'll just call it USG they were very <laughs> yeah. they were very very comfortable they and I actually like, felt it could yeah. have been it could have been more than that. It could have been 3, 4, 5, which is, which doesn't, it's not It's not good, it's not good reading mm-hmm. for Rangers, but like, on the flip side of it, if you come back to Ibrox and you've got the, the crowd behind you, I mean, listen, we've, we've all played, you've played Charmeseed games at Celtic and Rangers, anything can happen those nights. Mm-hmm.
3: I don't think, I agree with you, I don't think it was complacency because they must have gone in, you know, bursting to do well, having done so well last season, but the, the, Um, performance it was incredible you couldn't believe it It just did not look like Rangers so what does he do for Tuesday night what what are the changes you'd like to see can we start with the goalkeeper Uh, there was a lot of chat about it last night Um, Barry says I don't think he'll change John McLaughlin's a very good goalkeeper that's what people kept saying last night very good Alan McGregor is brilliant
4: that's the one thing
5: I I, I was struggling to figure out is John McLaughlin the number one now
4: well this is the thing no No one one really knows he's been asked the question and and Gio's not committed to the fact but He's been picked in the first two games. It's an opening league game, which is the start of a new season. You need to win the league back. It's a Champions League, quite a crucial Champions League qualifier. Uh, and for what the, the kind of journey that the club's been on over the last four seasons in, in the Europa League, it seems like the next step, you need to make the step now into the Champions League to get back among Europe's elite because I believe both clubs in Scotland deserve to be there. Uh, and then you played John McLaughlin there. So for me, I think you look at He's is, the is, is number one without a, a, a Giovanni stating it. Is it the right thing? Again, we're not in there every, every day, but what I would say is, is I know how good Alan McGregor is. And people can point to errors last year. Well, I can, I can think of three. A couple at Ross County and he came up for a cross against Hearts. Well, for me, the big saves and the big moments and the points he put on the board and the hand that he had in Rangers getting to the Europa League final far, far outweigh any small mistakes that, that cost Rangers in a, in, a, in a game or two last season so uh, again it's not for me to say it's, I mean, that's why Giovanni's paid the big bucks but I've, what I did say on it is to replace Alan McGregor as a Rangers number one you have to be a very very good goalkeeper and you have to put 8 to 12 points on the board for your team and you have to have a big say in the big moments in the European games and is John McLaughlin going to do that this season because everyone but, says he's a very good goalkeeper well that's the question and for me on Tuesday night he actually kept Rangers in the game but Listen, yeah. there was two comfortable yeah. saves One uh, from a shot One from the, when the guy was coming in But it's yeah. just led to actually the penalty incident Actually he mm. was coming in for the angle But he still needs to save them And there was a the one-on-one situation yeah. Because a one-on-one Any striker going through will fancy themselves in 1v1 But what he'd done was he kept himself big His timing to come and close the angle was very good Because that, make no mistake about it It was a pivotal moment in the game If he goes through and scores and it's 3-0 you know, It's game over I think, we can, I think we can agree on that Aidan says there was other chances as well where it could have been worse that being said the penalty incident was an absolute disgrace yeah, we'll you know, come to that decision in a minute but John I think the first goal he never covered himself in glory albeit there was a slight deflection and people were kind of pointing the finger a little bit that, they went, that did go in the middle of the goal but I think he made up for it in the second half
3: Aidan are you thinking Alan McGregor would be your number one
5: well Kenny's talking about John There, I, I played with John at Sunderland and yeah, actually done really he done really well for us. Mm. Uh came off the back of a really we had a really bad season in the championship where we had three three goalkeepers don't don't want to name any no. Jason Jason, yeah. Jason Steele, Lee Camp, Robin Roy, with three goalkeepers who never covered themselves in glory. And Alex Steele, a great lad. But then we had John the next season, and John was a steady and he was a steady influence at the back, made a lot of good saves, but without you know, I think a lot of people were saying he was a player of the year. At one point, I don't think he was, he was ever a player of the year and making loads and loads and loads of saves. But the difference is now, if you're Rangers number one, the scrutiny is on you. It's its now, you're, you're, you're not playing second fiddle and you're playing the old game here and there. You are playing in Champions League qualifiers, games, where every shot, you're saying the shot was in the middle of the goal, slight deflection, but if I'm a goalkeeper and without slaughtering John McLaughlin, I'd expect him to save that from knowing him at Sunderland do you know what I mean
3: yeah. I think everyone could see that and you knew it himself he must have been disappointed and everyone's behind him you, you want it to work for him but you just wonder what is Gio going to do in the closed season he was asked about his number one goalkeeper and during the interview he did say well I'll play It was along the, the lines of "Well, we'll see on Saturday last, i.e. last he didn't say these are not the words but he inferred they would play the strongest team and then we said is it because it's artificial surface it might be better for him than Alan McGregor I don't know if you uh, agree with that Kenny but then he played the other night it's John McLaughlin and to drop him now for Tuesday would be a real hammer blow for his confidence wouldn't it?
4: Listen I don't think that'll happen Paul I I really don't Uh, for me you ask me who would be the goalkeeper Mm -hmm. Alan McGregor's my number one if he's in the building he's the number one for me again but that's because I know what he can do that's because we've got 15 years of evidence shown the saves that he makes the points he puts on the board and that is nothing against John McLaughlin it's not mm-hmm. because he has a, he's a very good goalkeeper he's a safe set of hands but I know Alan McGregor better yeah. I know how he works every single day and I know the, the impact that he has not just in the, in the saves that he makes I think even it would be interesting to hear what guys about him mm-hmm. feel you know the defenders how they feel about it you know so it's uh, yeah he would be the number one for me but there's he's not going to leave uh, uh, John McLaughlin out for it the weekend against Kilmarnock or against Junior, I think.
3: Kenny Miller, Paul Cooney, Aidan McGiddy on the Go Radio Football Show.
2: The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go,
3: go, 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 go. Thanks, Chris, for the traffic and travel. Loads of comments coming in on the socials. We've got Aidan McGiddy with us tonight, and Kenny Miller. Kenny, a busy week for you, then? You were. Um. Uh, we saw you in the telly the other night for. Um, Premier Sport Got to keep up uh, With it all Are you enjoying it just now Are you missing playing Because during the break You and Aidan are talking about it And about age And it's just a number You still feel really good And you were still scoring goals Up to 40
4: Yeah listen I still feel great It's uh, I always say that It would be more opportunity That would lead me to retire Than me actually having The, the want to like to hang the boots up So no, I, still, I still feel great And we're getting Aidan's 30, 36 now 36, So yeah. like, I, I, I do believe As long as you look after So as long as you've got That kind of mentality That you still want to do it. You're still hungry to go and win and, and play and, and and or at least play a part in, in and helping your team win in games. of football. I still think you can go on. Like again, you referred back to Alan McGregor at forty. Yeah. You know, I don't think it makes any difference as long as you're still at it and you're still willing and you, and you still feel your body's able. Then I still feel you can you can play on. Yeah, and you should do it. And say it at the start, you should do. It. You are a long time retired and and you do miss it. That's one thing for sure. Even now, this will be the first pre-season in probably 26 years that either as a coach or a, or a player. I've not been involved in it, you know, and wow. you do miss it. Over a quarter of a century. Aidan, when you hear him playing till forties, does it make you think, and you've just
3: signed for Hibs, I know you've got an injury, mm. um, they're saying about eight weeks you might be out?
5: Yeah, six to eight weeks, I think, yep. uh, is the diagnosis, but I mean, I had I heard this last season as well when I was at Sutherland and I would end up being out for five months, so it's not, yeah. that, that, was, that was more probably slight mismanagement of my injury, but, yeah, look, Kenny's, Kenny's exactly right I mean I, I'm, I'm the exact same I want to play because I love playing football it's not because I, I need to play I love playing football I love training I love I mean everybody you're in the most privileged position you can yeah. be in because every single young player young guy wants to go and be a football player so why would you if you can still do it the thing for me is that I think when I feel that I can't do the things that I used to be able to do anymore maybe that will take the decision out of my hands for me but I still feel that I can Cause I mean I'm not trying to say I'm on the same player I was fifteen years ago, but I still lads at Hibs will say to me you're still sharp, you're still that's just all that. Like, that's maybe they're not, maybe they will just tell me that. But <laughs> it, it's when I when I when I feel that like I'm not able to do that anymore that's when I think it'll, it'll be time to hang the boots up. But until then, I think enjoy it for as long as you can.
3: Can I ask you about a player that's only thirty-one, and he's been linked uh, with a loan? We're talking about James McCarthy mm-hmm. at Celtic. Um, he only made what six or eight appearances last season. He came on. Um, do you think your old club Sunderland might be a target for him? We spoke about it last night. Alex Neil there, and that would make sense. I mean, what do you think? Thirty-one years old, maybe doesn't seem to fit in at the moment at Celtic. No, Could he that, do well?
5: Listen, J- James. James, James is a James is a great player. Uh, he's obviously had the 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 leg break he had years back that, that set him back a few years definitely he, when I was at Everton with him he was, he, he was the he was the, the heartbeat of the team Marti, Roberto Martinez took him from Hamilton to Wigan Wigan to Everton he was doing very very well at Everton uh, very underrated as well and then actually met him last week and I was actually asked him I was quite interested to hear his thoughts on if, if he's because obviously you get some players who are quite happy with not playing yeah. and just chilling and He was saying, no, I want to play. He was saying, I want to play. It's annoying that he's not playing. Uh, So the Sunderland Sunderland one seems to kind of fit quite well because obviously Alex Neil, we would have had him at Hamilton. Sunderland, I think, is a good fit for him. It's a big club. It's a very big club with a very, very passionate fan base. And just to get games, I think. I think he knows that himself. And and that's what he said to me. He wants to play games. And I think it's a great platform for him, especially with Sunderland now trying to stabilise again in the
3: Championship. Hopefully they'll do well. You've got a great affection. I would imagine yeah. they've got a passionate support, as you mentioned. We all watched uh, Sunderland Till I Die and I think everyone enjoyed that. Did everyone going about that to you? But at last you got promotion because you came so close. I mean, Jack Ross with you was just... You know, they were just... You were inches away yeah, from... Yeah, I mean, like, it's,
5: it's, Sunderland's been a club that's been barred from pillar to post, yeah. really. I mean, different owner, owner, owner who has a different idea. I mean, Jack Ross, I felt... I had so much time for Jack and his backroom staff. It's probably one of, It's not very often you have managers who get sacked and you know if every single player, I think every single player in they see him and were actually genuinely gutted that he got sacked. And he was, what, two minutes away from That's, getting us promoted. Yeah. And, and then two months later he's out of a job. And then probably you could say the same about Hibs as well. Quite unlucky at Hibs as mm. well. And then, but I mean,
4: management is, uh, is ruthless. That's
3: football. Hopefully he'll do well tonight. It's going to be tough against AZ or AZ Alkmaar at Tanadice.
4: Be, yeah, but, it'll be a tough game. But at home, it's going to be mm. their best chance to get some kind of result on board. And can they get a, a win? Can they get even a draw that, that takes it across there and, and keeps the tie alive? That'll be the main objective tonight, I would say, because they're playing against a good team. Uh, Dundee United but back in Europe, which is a fantastic achievement, what they've done last season, finishing fourth. And I think they've, they've recruited pretty well in the summer. This, Stephen, uh, Fletcher, yes, Stephen Fletcher. Yeah, Stephen Fletcher, Levitt, mm. obviously getting him back in the team. Uh, signed a couple of Australian lads as well, mm. goalkeeper and a left back, I believe. So, they're, uh, yeah, they're, they're, I think they've definitely strengthened on the the squad that finished fourth last year. So, yeah, we'll look at the game tonight. It will be a tough one, but uh, I'm sure they'll get a real good account of themselves.
3: And Jimmy McGrath in as well probably be too soon coming up tonight. The match, uh, Stephen Fletcher, mm. terrific striker. Uh, yeah, yeah, still got something left to, to definitely, give.
5: definitely, yeah. definitely. Uh, one of those ones where yeah, uh, half was thinking they might have went from ourselves at, at Hibs but because uh, obviously he was, he was there before and he's he's got the, the connection with Hibs but great, great signing for, for Dundee United I think he's definitely I mean last season he was playing championship for, for, for Stoke yep. the season before mm-hmm. that Sheffield Wednesday he's definitely still got something to give uh, so yeah very very good signing so it'll be interesting and, to see how they go tonight
3: and of course we haven't mentioned Charlie Mulgrew mm-hmm. and you're close to Charlie aren't you yeah, I close would to imagine Charlie, you, yeah. of course, you all played together yeah. and uh, you played with him with Scotland didn't you? Can he? Charlie McGregor. just to
4: start. Yeah. Uh, Celtic, I think he went to Wolves and Lee Naylor. He was came part up, of the yeah, exchange, wasn't he? So Lee Naylor yep. came up mm. and, and Charlie went down to Wolves as well. So Charlie's a good player, isn't He's, it? Uh, yeah, he has. Just had a great career. Mm. Good player again. Good experience in that in that Dundee United team as well. You'll need guys like 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 Charlie, like Fletch tonight uh, when you're playing European games and a lot of the younger lads all all of experienced those type of games. Mm. So uh, these guys will be invaluable tonight for Jack Ross.
3: A lot of Rangers fans on saying, are they going to go through? They love your enthusiasm and your positivity. And Barry had the same uh, line last night. So did Peter Grant saying the thim- same thing, that he thought Rangers could do it. But it's easy saying that, but how are they going to do it? So is Yilmaz going to come in from the start, for example, if we take... I mean, the keeper, you reckon, it's going to be John McLaughlin.
4: Yeah, yeah? I think they'll stay with that. I think an area uh, of concern will be the left-hand side of the defence. Yeah. Not just left-back, left centre-back mm-hmm. as well. I mean, that's John played. May have picked up a little injury off the back of Livingston, and then last night sorry, Tuesday night you had James Sands in, but you've also got Davis who's going to come in. I think he's got to come in at some point. He's been signed for big money, uh, these are the games that he needs to perform in. So, I would expect him to come probably back in alongside, uh, alongside Conor Goldson in there. And Young again, it's probably 10 million pounds roughly again if, yeah. if, if fees are that reported are accurate on that left side in terms of Young and uh, and Davis for the left side of the defence. So, I would expect them to get in soon. They really need to get in quickly if it's going to be before Tuesday night. So they may they may start at the weekend against Komarnik and. and Playing because what's really important that the, the relationships between the players start to develop. So, even for, between Goldson and Davis or Goldson and Souter, these relationships need to be there so they have an understanding, they have a connection together, and from the left centre back to the left back, also. Because there's been a little that's been a, a problem area in the first couple of games. Mm. I mean, Livingston seemed to target with a, with, a, with a direct free kick into that area of the pitch. On uh, when the game started to turn a little bit on Tuesday night, there was a lot of chances and a lot of problems coming down that left side of the fence as well another thing I'd expect to be different on Tuesday. I'd expect Rangers to go 4-3-3 yeah. and I know from, I've said it on this show uh, that yeah. systems are, are they're not irrelevant but it doesn't affect our style yeah. but I think Rangers need to impose their game they play 4-3-3 4-2-3-1 whichever way it is they play that 9 times out of 10 99 times out of 100 And they changed on on Tuesday night, obviously. It was a little bit more of a match-up with, uh, with the USG. So I would expect Rangers to be all out. And again, just getting energy levels up. And I think when you're at Ibrox, what I witnessed last season in the Europa League... They just fuel each other. The start that Rangers made in these European games was sensational and what they wouldn't give for another goal in that first two, three, five minutes on, on Tuesday night.
3: And they can be unforgiving if it doesn't happen. I mean, the first half's crucial, isn't it? To make sure you get get something early on. I know you don't have to and I know the manager will say as long as they get a couple of goals in the in the 90 minutes um, and that's really important. But they can be an unforgiving crowd, can't they, at Ibrox? The The atmosphere was amazing last season in Europe
4: yeah, and it was but when you look at the game the home games there was a goal really really early in, in, in yeah. every game yeah. every game that they played when I mean, you're coming back for Braga at 1-0 down you're back for Leipzig at mm. 1-0 down straight away you're back in the game you know. so I think it's really really important that they might not need to get a goal what they need to do Is they need to be On the front foot They need to get That crowd behind them They need to get The energy surging Through uh, through the crowd Through the stadium and, and, and onto that pitch Because that's where Rangers for me Are at the best I said it last season After the the old Firm game at, at Celtic Park The 3-0 Where they were A little bit passive And they sat off Well two weeks later They went to Dortmund went to Dortmund and a a top level elite European team and come back with a 4-2-1 and it was based on the qualities they've got because they don't become bad players or a bad team for that matter overnight they've got real quality and they can hurt teams so yeah and and with the greatest respect to you and Aidan touched on it where some of their players have played they are a good team and it's an amazing story what they've done Mm. last year and how close they did come to the league which would have been an incredible achievement Rangers are a better team and Rangers have better players man for man there is no doubt about that Bet us up to let me show up.
3: 0808 17 17 Let's start taking the call. Scott is on the line. Hi, Scott. Good evening.
6: Hi, guys. How are you doing?
3: Good, thanks. You? Have you recovered from two nights ago? Yeah.
6: I'll answer that next
3: uh, Indeed. So, what are you thinking?
6: I think we were, first of all, the penalty was never the worst penalty thing, decision I think I've ever seen. But no one can argue that. We deserve to be beat 2-0, if not more, which I think Gio said. Like anyone watching the game should say could be three or four. McGaw could be a couple of decent saves, even though he messed up for the first goal. Well,
3: OK, what about the fact? I think the manager was good about it. He didn't get too caught up on that decision. Most people felt it shouldn't be. It was a strange one. Kenny, what was your view?
4: I, I thought it was a, a really, really poor decision and I said on Tuesday night, I don't, I'm not going to stand here and pretend I even know what the, like the handball uh, rule is, or what the terminology that they use these days. Yeah. All oh, yeah. I know is there yeah. is nothing that Conor Goldson can do yeah. to stop that ball hitting his hand. The ball's travelling in the other direction, it's going towards the goal. He's tried to block the initial shot. What is natural for him might be unnatural for yeah. Davis, who, who, was, who was pressing the ball with him. But the ball travelled one way and came back to him closer than what me and you are right now mm. and hit him in the hand so he knew nothing about it there was nothing he could do it. it was not deliberate was it natural or unnatural who knows how, how Connor to moves so it was a for me a real poor decision but it's concerning for me that the referees thought it was a penalty because there's not a football manager coach or player watching that that thinks that's a penalty Aiden. not one
5: no. no I agree and what you're saying there about this is the thing I never get it's like you've been in the SFA meetings haven't you you're like the, the Premier League meetings where they're talking about the new rules for the season what, what is a deliberate handball? What is
2: I don't, a I don't, handball I don't where, think it unless somebody's trying to stop the ball on the line, on the line yeah. what is a
5: deliberate handball? like I just don't get it so like, someone's blocking a shot their hands out yeah. it's just that's a natural movement I, again I don't think that was a penalty last night but again it's a, the thing is you've seen them given and these, like, these, are the, these are the problems you've, you see them given all the time that's the thing and no one can kind of understand them
4: yeah, it's the thing that concerns me that you've got I don't know how many people watching it on VAR uh, how many, if it's one if it's it three mm. I don't know and then a referee's seen it whether he's seen the handball at real time I don't know but then he's went and watched every replay and mm. it in slow-mo and, and they've still, still decided that that was a penalty no. that's the concerning thing for me because it's it's not a penalty you know and I know uh, Scott says they probably did deserve to win 2-0 based on the chances in the second half and, and I can't disagree with that but in that moment it's 1-0 and it's a penalty being given which for me, it should never have been a penalty.
3: Scott, what changes are you looking to see for Saturday and Tuesday?
4: Like, not
6: three at the back, first of all. I think just we, we need to win. So we play, play Lawrence, play Tillman. Kent will probably fit. Play Kent. Play um, Matondo, even though I don't think he was great. You can see the boys get talent. Play him. And even if Morales is 60%, play Morelos.
4: Scott, can I ask where you're fitting all them in, by <laughs> I, was to, I was going to say, <laughs> that, that, seems, that seems all out of attack. No? <laughs> uh, I'd like, rather place a 60% more for an hour, then claim half an hour and make
6: could be 3-0 in the game. It's a
5: double-edged sword, though, isn't it? Because you start yeah. him and it doesn't do well, then you say, why did you start him?
3: Of course, yeah. Aiden, he would have to start or, or come on for a, quite a period on Saturday, wouldn't he? Mm. He couldn't just come on on Tuesday, could he?
5: I think he could come on Tuesday, yeah, because... I, I... You played with him
3: Kenny. I, I don't. I
5: don't know. Look, you can you can see the kind of the, the shape and the kind of the figure that he's got. It, it might take him a bit of time to get to get up to speed, but I think I think he's a threat. He's a handful. He always has been. Mm. Twenty minutes, half an hour.
3: Matondo yeah, and that he, Scott. Everyone's got an opinion, but Matondo was he was out of his depth on the night, wasn't it? Just wasn't for Rabi. It wasn't one that he would want to remember. Kenny, how many changes do you think there will be by Tuesday night?
4: I think there could be two in the back line mm-hmm. uh, so mind. left back and Davis. left centre back yep. there may be I think Cholak will play I would expect yeah. him to play mm-hmm. again unless Morelos is really really there mm-hmm. and, and ready to go but I would expect Cholak to play I would expect probably Kent to play uh, Tillman and Lawrence maybe so you maybe if you had Kent Lawrence maybe ahead of a Jack and a mm-hmm. Lundström or a Kamara and a Lundström you had a a Lawrence off the side Tillman in mind, you can maybe play that four two, three one type formation, with that front four being Jolak, Lawrence, Tillman and uh, and Kent coming back in with two two midfielders and Jack and Lundstrom just say, or Kamara and Lundstrom. But I would so that what's that three or four changes, mm-hmm. definitely I think there'll be and I do think there will be a shape change. You well, talked about the lack, yeah. Edwin, so on, I was just yeah? gonna
5: say where, where would you have uh, Tom Lawrence? As a ten or well, as a because I think I think his best form at Derby was as a Coming off
4: the left Coming off the left but that's Ryan Kent's position and that's the thing right that's right so this is where and if it was Matondo that was playing then I would maybe have Matondo and Lawrence being that guy but I think Tillman can really affect the game from that area as well I don't see him being in one of the wider ones I think Lawrence is more likely to give you something from that wider area so if that's the right the right slot that's available I I would expect maybe Lawrence to play there
3: do you feel a bit for Scott Arfield when you talked about the lack of movement? What does he have to do? Look what he did uh, on Saturday.
4: Well, Scott, needs to just do what he does. You know, he's, I think he's, he's at a stage of his career where he's happy where he's at. He's really, really comfortable. He probably wants more game time. I would I would definitely say that. And he's, he'll have a case because what he does is something that not a lot of... Players do, not not just players at ranges, not a lot of players do. It does make really, really good movement mm. beyond. He's he's happy for the the guys who want to be on the ball and look good on the ball. He's mm. happy for that. I'll get in the box where I want to be. I'll be a threat. I'll be a goal threat. And I'll go and get an endy across. And by the way, swing a whole game for mm. us by getting across a front post and heading into the goal. So he he's got that hunger to get in the box and score goals from these midfield areas. Like he did play probably off the right quite a bit as well, whereas Joe Rebo played there as well, and, and Hadji plays that uh, position uh, on the right. That's why I think your likes of Matondos and Lawrences have been signed, because I think they need someone in that that is their position. But Scotty Arfield, is, he's a, a brilliant player for, for, for Giovanni to have in his squad, because if you are needing a goal on Tuesday night, I don't know if there's many better in the squad to throw on. Scott right, he, well enough, yeah. he's, he's happier not being, being that impact player, which...
3: That's his role now isn't it?
4: And he signed his, he signed his new contract you know so yeah. I think he's he was probably that type of player last season uh, so I don't think with another year on on age I know yeah. if I'm saying it's just a number but, but another year on with our yeah. summer recruitment involved that his roles maybe going to take he's going to be more prominent so but what he is is he's a brilliant player to have in your squad
3: Scott what's your scoreline then Tuesday night what do you think? I think, if we sh- I think we need
4: a goal in the
6: first 10 minutes and if we get that I think we'll go through but just what you were saying about I want to speak with because I've seen him get a lot of criticism online especially from Mark Haightley who was the main one And but he's not a Marellis he's not, not going to run the channels and hold the bottle up he's one that needs service and he didn't get any he was so isolated up there and he's sort of men around them and balls in the box which, and he didn't get any of it
3: Right, Scott thanks for calling I'm going to ask the guys about that after the break
2: The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland Let's go, go!
3: Go Radio Football Show it's the Thursday night edition Dundee United in action tonight against AZ Alkmaar of course who played Celtic Aidan McGee, one of his old teams uh, last season Celtic beat them to get into the Europa League there at Tannadice tonight Rangers in action on Tuesday night obviously against Union SG San Gilwas. What were they calling them on the telly, Kenny? I was watching you. Did they give it the full San Gilwas? Yeah, it was Gil yeah. and
4: I think it was Union as well. Oh, Union.
3: Union. That's Union right. On. Oh, they love Union that on. on the telly. Yeah. Union. Union. Yeah, uh, Aidan McGee with us as well. We we'll look at the. We we'll get your predictions for the weekend games. We've we'll asked everyone, Aidan, who is going to win the league. But I don't know if that's fair to do it, given that you're. Uh, Currently playing with Hibs, but um, if it's between Rangers and Celtic, will we ask you during the programme who do you think is going to come out on top?
5: Uh, listen, there's not I have no problem with that at all. Uh, from, well, it's, there's been one game so far, one, one, yep. one game, uh, one, one schedule of fixtures. From what I've seen on Sunday, Celtic against uh, That was Sunday, the yep, Celtic Aberdeen. Aberdeen game. Yep. Celtic looked very, very strong. Celtic looked very strong. Actually, was quite impressed with Aberdeen as well, considering after the season they had last uh, last year.
3: So many changes. A, a lot of changes,
5: yeah. but quite impressed with them. But I think I think Celtic are very strong, and I think Rangers. I know Rangers have recruited a lot. Of, time will tell whether the, the, the recruitment is has been good or bad. But I think Celtic look very strong. Uh, but look, I mean, I'm ready. I'm ready for all the grief I'm going to get for saying that Celtic are going <laughs> to look. I mean, I'm just. To be honest, for me, yeah. um, that's my prediction. But for myself as a, as a Hibs player, I want I want us to finish as high up the league as possible and not have a season like last season. Sure.
3: And top six, uh, we hope you're not here with us on the, the Thursday night. We hope you're in European action or whatever. You know, maybe a, a qualifying game, but we'll see. Kenny, I heard you last week with Rob and John Hartson here on the Go Radio Football Show. And you both said, Big John and you said, listen, this is too close to call. Yeah. At the end, John went with Celtic and you went Clear with Rangers. Up. Are you a wee bit worried when you? I mean, when you look at the two uh, squads, they look really strong. And as Aidan said, it's really early. I wondered the other night, the watching Rangers, um, if the squad is going to be strong enough. Celtic are saying they're going to make two more signings, maybe or a couple of signings. With Rangers, obviously they've lost Aribo, they've lost Bassey. We've heard that uh, James Tavernier is signing, and that's that's I think that's great news, isn't it? But it hasn't actually happened yet. But what about Morelos as well? that, They say he's going to sign, that's the word. And also, Ryan Kent. Do you not think for the Rangers fans, they want to know now a bit of certainty? You need a bit of strength in that squad. You can't afford to lose anybody else.
4: No, I don't think they can, uh, based on what we've seen in the first couple of games. Like you can see, it's so early. You know, you're not going to make huge judgments, whether it be on whether a team's going to win a league or are they capable, is their squad uh, strong enough. You're also not going to jump to, again, Souter's got a lot of criticism. I think Scott last call was saying a bit Jolak getting a bit of criticism. You can see why, and you can understand why, because we've been in this business a long time in Glasgow, so so we know uh, the so knee-jerk so, so get a lot of, lot of criticism for for the, the in performance, yeah.
5: Right, because I I never seen the game. I just seen the goal, yeah. and that was the criticism. That, but I didn't think it was all that bad.
4: Yeah, mm. I, I did not think it was great. Though. But look, it was wasn't it wasn't great? But, but was it was yeah. it that bad to like get to get it well, absolutely terrorised? No, but I think it's just this is this is the goal oh. of Billy Glasgow wasn't it? Yeah, that? of course. Sorry. When it leads to a yep. bit big mistakes, so I think it's too early to be like be jumping on individuals mm. or, or making calls on on teams. What it's uh, I think it is su- su- super close, and the, the recruitment that Rangers have done. I think it is. It looks good on paper, you know, but. How these players are going to settle and it's the same for the. It's the same for the young Argentinian lad at Celtic. You know, I mean, he's yeah. been signed for four mm-hmm. million. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's no, he's never started last week. Mm-hmm. As Greg Taylor got the jersey, well, I think he has in mean, I mean. yeah. and it was a really strong performance mm-hmm. from everyone in, uh, in that team. So, it's uh, recruitment is one of the biggest things that probably a manager is going to get judged on because you need to strengthen your team, you need to strengthen your squad. I think both at the moment have. Mm-hmm. It will remain to be seen as moving forward and as, as the games go on and the season progresses we'll see how these new players are going to handle the scrutiny that's going to be put on because last year we had a really really unique season where probably both sets of fans were pretty happy you know I can't see us having a season like that again Mm. I think when there's one team on top I think the other team will be getting it a lot more and that'll lead to pressure that'll lead to criticism of managers of players of tactics Everything right. will be under will be scrutinised. So it's uh, it's too early for that. It's too early for that. And I do think it's, they are super super close. They were last season. Yeah. I know Celtic won the league by four points. Uh, That's pretty Rangers close. It's yeah. close. Yeah, sure. And Rangers had a, a, a really poor spell after the after the winter break in terms of the amount of draws that they had. But uh, both squads are, are pretty evenly matched. I mean, you watched the head-to-head last season. It was really good games to watch, by the way. Two really good teams going at it. And it was, uh, it was pretty, it was, the games were really, really close. An odd goal one Celtic at Ibrox, then Rangers won, uh, won the, the, the semi-final. Yeah. Another mm-hmm. one was a draw. After the after the three and all at Celtic Park, so yeah, real, t- two good teams for me. Mm. Two good teams. It'd be great to see them both in the Champs League. Aidan,
3: mm. how much are you looking forward to playing with Hibbs at Ibrox and at Celtic Park this season? Yeah, full houses. Yeah, I'm.
5: Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Just, uh, just be, to be honest, just being back up back up the road and, and, and yeah. be back home is great. I mean, uh, I know I don't want to get getting abuse, at away grounds and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, i have kind sure. of really bored with that, but. I'm looking forward to just it would be a strange experience being back at Celtic Park I've been, I've been back once as a player and it was when we played uh, played Celtic in the Champions League when I was at Spartak strange experience you know being back there as a player but I'm looking forward to it and to be honest I don't want to go there it's it's, it's not like I'm going there it's a returning in and I'm just going to enjoy the experience I want to go there and I want to actually do well and yeah. I want to still play well yeah. Uh, but yeah so I'm looking, I'm looking forward especially of course Celtic I mean that's I'm a, I grew up a Celtic fan uh, but I'll be doing my, my utmost
3: for uh, whenever
5: I'm fit for for Hibs when, when we when we so play at uh,
3: Celtic Park. You had four titles with Celtic, two Scottish Cups, and a League Cup win, and. Uh, Nine, ten years you were there and you were there um, as a boy as well weren't you mm. Queen's Park and then at Celtic What about Jota? Everyone was talking about him at the weekend mm-hmm. it was a goal I said to big John Hartson it was Hartson-esque the way he smashed it in um, but a great was goal it? Uh, but the, Was it well, Hartson-esque Harts- the way
4: he went past the player? No, <laughs> exactly I did say the way he smashed yeah. the
3: ball it, made, it reminded me yeah, of so Liverpool
5: That's, 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 that's Liverpool. <laughs> a good one if So in terms yeah. of Jota and Ryan Kent who would you rather have on your team?
4: Mm, good you know, question. It's, it's, a, yeah. it's an incredible question, you know, and it's one you're the winger, so I'm going to put it to you. You, <laughs> you can relate a little bit more as a oh. forward. I think that they've both got incredible qualities to mm-hmm. have. Like one v one, I wouldn't want to come up against either of them. You know, the one thing you said earlier about Ryan, and it's been talked a lot over the over the close season and definitely the the, the initial stages of this year, and the, the goals need to go up. I, th- I think for for you
5: know, for the. For the- for what he's got, like I mean, you've always said. Have you played with him? can okay, no, no. Just, no you just, just missed it. See when he's like his sharpness, like he's strong, he's quick. For, I think, for the thing, for the the natural ability he's got, I do I do think there is more to come from him. Yeah. Jota, I think just now he's just playing with that confidence, isn't he? He's playing with that kind of swagger, that Portuguese. You know, he knows he's loved. He knows he's loved there
4: as well at the minute, and I think he's.
5: it's I'll put the question at you and I can't even answer
4: myself <laughs> yeah. <so>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's the one, the one thing for me with him that, that, that Jota has his numbers last year were, were pretty good yeah. you know, in terms of his goals it can be better You know when you look at mm. Abad on the other side the amount of goals that he got incredible by the way uh, who's, who's who's that doesn't even get spoken yeah, about either incredible amounts of goals. so I think uh, that, that's one thing not, not just for Ryan Kent I think for Rangers as a whole again I think I said this last week in those wider areas of their team, they need to add more goals because when you look across the city, when the amount that i got on, even to what James, but
5: you're Forest, isn't even
4: in the lineup at the moment, and then you've got Jota on the other side who I mean starts the season with a, a goal that is worthy of winning any match. So it's, it's something that Ryan will definitely look to. Me. I can see it already, and on, 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 that on on Saturday against Livingston when that ball was on the opposite side with Tav and Tav is the one that normally gives the the width and the supply line on that side Ryan Kent was making a conscious effort to make that into that back post area whereas maybe previous year or years he might have been hanging a little uh, bit out and maybe waiting for a headed clearance to come to him he was getting himself in there Mm. and I think it's an extra
5: extra five, six goals a season if you're just even in there and the ball drops to you because that was something I was guilty of I was guilty of that myself especially at Celtic hanging about when the cross is coming in, hanging about the edge of the box, hoping the ball comes to you. then. then go and
4: smash it in the top aye, corner but, rather than just taking but, the ugly tackle you know I mean? Of
5: course, of course. That was something I was guilty of. Yeah. And that's like, I try and, you know, wingers that I've played with or younger players coming through, I try and tell them the exact same thing. Yeah. You know, things that I didn't do when I was younger, yeah. which mm. I wish I did.
4: I think it's, uh, it's interesting because when Martin Warburton came up to Rangers, we, uh, we played a 4-3-3 mm. and Waggy, Martin Wagoner had mm. come up, so he would kind of get the game through the middle. Me and him would kind of mix it up be Barry McKay would be on the right with Tav, obviously bombing up, and then I, I would kind of be in off the left. And I think the first five goals I got that season were about a yard away for the back post because I've yeah. you've got these striker instincts. Uh, that I, I want to get in there. I still want to score <laughs> goals. I know I'm still going to be judged on these goals, but it become a bit of a joke that you're just going to get, you're going to get twenty goals in <laughs> the season, particularly when you've got McKay and yeah. and, and, and and James Tavern there providing for the right hand mm-hmm. side. So as a winger, you've maybe not quite got that instinct. Mm-hmm. What I did see with Abada last year. For certain, for, for he, so he has got it up, a, yeah, He, he has wants it to get in there. He has that
5: more than, yeah. than actually wanting to bolt his feet. Agree. He, absolutely. he has that more than wanting to bolt his feet. So that's uh, uh, it's, something,
4: it's something that wingers need to get. They need to chip in with that mm-hmm. eight to ten goals, I think, uh, to help because you can't just rely on your number nine to go and get 25 to 30 goals every year. You need to a, a, a bit of mix of goals all over your team. Mm-hmm.
3: Can you believe that's the first hour up, Aiden? It's the first time you've been in on a phone-in as well. You came on with us a couple of seasons ago, along with Barry and Cy. Oh, was, Great to have you on right? tonight but Thanks. in the studio. No, listen, staying been, for the second yeah, hour. So that's, that's, yeah. one, that's one hour already. So yeah. James, no changes at half-time. Now we're happy with the formation. <coughs> Kenny, you're on fire as well. So uh, we'll see you the other side of the news.
0: Service your existing car with us right now.
1: And it's worth £500 off your next car.
0: Yes, at Macklin Motors Toyota, we'll give you a £500 voucher off any of our brand new Toyotas when you book in for a service with our expert Toyota-trained technicians.
1: We even have complimentary courtesy cars available, so book your service now and get £500 off any new Toyota.
0: Visit macklinmotors.co.uk or see us at Kennishead Road, Darnley.
1: Macklin Motors, the new name for Toyota sales and servicing in Glasgow.
0: Valid on services till 30th September Excludes motability and fleet customers One £500 pound voucher per vehicle purchased by 31st December
2: The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland Let's go,
3: go, 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 go! Paul Cooney with Aidan McGeady and Kenny Miller with us for the next hour here on the Go Radio Football Show Tomorrow night 5-7, Mark Weedy And Barry Ferguson, looking forward to the weekend when we've got Aberdeen St Mirren, this is Saturday Motherwell against St Johnson news maybe on who might be manager in a moment Rangers against Kilmarnock and Ross County against Celtic and then Sunday, Dundee United against Livingston and Hibs against Hearts the two big keepers up against each other as well Aidan, it's a game we wish you'd been playing in you're not at the moment but um, David Marshall up against Craig Gordon and David Marshall of course great to see him back in Scotland and being the captain
5: yeah, I mean uh, that just happened the other day. Yeah. Uh, listen, ma- man- managers make their own opinions, don't they? They, they come in, ruffle feathers, they-, they decide what they want to do. there and That's that's why they're the managers. So Marsh now the captain, uh, top keeper. Listen, great signing for us. I think uh, I think he- he's going to add a lot, of- especially with even the younger the, the younger players there yeah. as well. I mean, Marsh has been around the block. He's he's he played. The his whole career in England, uh, he's back at the road. Slightly similar to myself, I've kind of went yep. full circle and met back at the back at the end. But uh, top keeper and you know, if you're saying they're Craig Gordon as well, it's the the battle of the the, the two ex Scotland, I suppose.
4: Vets. Number one, yeah. Two
3: vets they are, and they both well. In fact, what age is David? David's 37 right 37. he's a boy isn't he yeah. Kenny Miller <laughs> he's got yeah. plenty of time left yeah. Big Yeah, but two top it, keepers Andy, yeah. yeah hearted I mean we'll never forget what he did for us to get us to the Euros
4: yeah I mean he did his incredible uh, kind of that playoff, yeah. The, yeah. the the penalty shootouts he was, he was super but he's just like, he's a top top keeper mm. you know he really is it's a brilliant shining for Hibs uh, it'll bring a calmness uh, to that back line as well uh, a great experience but real quality as well and Gordon on the other side <laughs> has just been getting better and better you know absolutely mm. outstanding season I mean Hearts finished third last year but I think there was a stat that probably towards the end of the season that stood up that I think they, were, they faced the most amount of shots so he's, uh, he's, he's played his part in them achieving third last year that's, that's for sure
3: two phenomenal goalkeepers coming up against each other at the weekend we'll speak about that in the next hour uh, who's going to be the new Motherwell manager well news today that Paul Lambert saying he would be open to an approach Aidan what do you think you know him well do you think Paul yeah. Lambert I mean, that would be some signing for Motherwell? I think, I
5: think it would be uh, uh, I mean Paul's it's a slightly different one because I don't think the onus on Motherwell is to win every game whereas previous clubs that Paul's managed that has been the case but I think straight away he's going to come in and he's going to have the respect of the players straight away he's Paul Lambert he's I played with Paul at Celtic even just for me as a young player coming through he was great I mean he was great with the, great with the young players he was still playing reserve team football when he was like was he? 35, 36, because mm-hmm. he was really close with Kenny McDowell at the time. Uh, he's going to have that respect straight away. I think, obviously, the model connection there, like he was at Muddle before he yeah. sang for British Adoptment. I think that would be a, a good appointment. I think it'd be a good appointment.
3: A European yeah. Cup winner's medal to boot. It was, it was phenomenal. It was a great story, wasn't it? He'd been at St Mirren as well, Kenny, and a great example.
4: He played at the very top. He did. He did. And if he's saying he would be open, speaking speak in I would suggest they get yeah. on the phone because he's got a really good pedigree as a, as a manager as well managing the English Premier League managing the Championship again he's going to cut his teeth down there coming through the low level and bolt himself up uh, so no he'd be a, it would definitely be one they should they should be looking at I think if he's if he's making himself available along I mean the names that were mentioned I think Sean Maloney was actually yeah. mentioned as well mm-hmm. uh, Kevin Thompson after obviously achieving things at Kelty last season and now he's uh, on the look i actually seen Billy Davis an next uh, Mullerwell yeah, player and manager kind of linked as well which Billy is he's been out of the game for a while but again top top manager really really good manager and managed at a really good level in England as well so a few names again Stephen Robinson was mentioned but I think he knocked that he knocked that on the head straight yeah. away at the weekend so well I uh, heard the
3: interview but he didn't actually say um, yeah. anyway I, <laughs> listening to it, he didn't actually say no I mean yeah. he said no there's been yeah. no contact or whatever yeah. but listen I, I don't think that would be the right move would it for Stephen Robinson going back see
5: the, the, the names you mentioned there obviously you get got Shaw and you said Kevin Thompson my view is that they would go Motherwell would go for the likes of younger managers as opposed to Paul Lambert. Yeah. Do you not think so? Yeah, I, I, I think. It's, I think that's the way fo- football's kind of going now. It depends there. what they're
4: looking at. You know, it depends. It actually depends what they want. You know, yeah. it's mm-hmm. as simple as that. They've they've had Graham Alexander in, and it's as much as they've qualified for Europe. It, it wasn't great. I mean, the last six months in terms of the results has it, not been great. Uh, it, it really depends where they want to, where they want to look, and, and are they wanting somebody to come in straight away and? and Get success, or, or what a, a lively success is for Motherwell, are they looking to try and build something and, and move it forward and have a little bit of stability and longevity? Yeah, I think so. In, like that. I think, but in saying that though, you're Paul Lambert's like it's. It might be something that just works. You yeah. know, at this time again, you don't know where his head's at. Where he what's kind of stage mm. his life? That he might fancy going back and working at a club where he's been before. Well, he might just want to be back on the grass. Sure. You know, he might I, miss it.
3: Got, and what they can't afford to do is go down. And the pundits, none of the pundits kicked the ball this season, but lots of them are thinking Motherwell are you in say danger. Motherwell, Motherwell yeah. going down. So, some yeah. people are one weekend of the season of course yeah. but beforehand and Motherwell fans were really unhappy <clears throat> right. he didn't seem to know what was the right team to play but anyway and Stephen Raside was on uh, a Motherwell fan um, really eloquent about it and he, he was going on about it for ages but listen it was a strange season last year mm-hmm. with you know Dundee a Rocky Spell as well I know they're in Europe tonight there was quite a few of them yeah, could yeah, have gone the, the bottom funny, half the funny thing is because yeah. obviously
5: like, uh, I've just seen for perhaps this season but Talking to most of the lads when they were talking about Dundee United, they were saying, if there was one team you would have wanted, if it was relegation and you've got one team to play against, who would you want to play against? It was Dundee United.
3: Is that right? Yeah. Aye. Wow. And, Aye. Then, and they yeah. finished fourth. Yeah. you know what I mean? Come back to that in a minute. Let's get back on the lines. Cammy is on, a Rangers fan. Cami, good evening.
7: Hi, guys. Good evening.
3: Yeah, good, thanks. Sunshine's out in Glasgow. Sunny in Dundee was up there earlier today before the game tonight. Cami, what are you thinking about Rangers?
7: On the back of Tuesday night I think was, I think it was a very fair performance for me. The end do seem to have a I don't know if office a bit far, but a style of play. It just seemed to me as if the ball was we played the three centre half and we played Tav as a link as a as a with Barisich out in the left and the ball was just going out to the right, going back into the centre half and going back into to the left again. Um I don't I don't think really we done much at all. Um we, we never really had a chance either. I know Coak. I heard of call Ellis, and Coak got a lot of abuse. And I agree with him. I think it, I think some of it was undeserved. I don't think he was shown to the ball a lot. I think he could have done that a wee bit more. But he didn't get any service at all. Um, the wide man is They not used. I think you know a half. i, I have had the most touches. They've ever had of the ball because the ball was just going back and forth.
3: So what would you do, Cammie? We heard earlier on from Scott who had about 14 players. We think on the pitch. Um, what do you think? Who? What changes would you make?
7: Obviously, players are going to come in. I think that Ryan also also going to come in. Sure. Um, defensive shape, they go out and play. Obviously, I haven't heard Kenny say it earlier on the show. It's Rangers' I mean, rules Class 3 3
2: um, So I'd probably
7: go back to some for like that. Just a wee bit more attacking, and trying and to put a bit more emphasis on the game. And look, look as we're going out to win the game. We looked at this when we lined up the other night, we we're just going out for a 0-0 and trying to hold back. Um, just, I think Colac's obviously going to play. I don't think they will be fit. I think Kent's going to come in. I'm not sure about Lawrence. Um, if they're going to play with a 10, or I heard Aiden say as well, if he plays out wide in the left. But I think maybe we're going to go out and have a bit more of a, I thought Giovanni would have put a bit more of a structure and a, a shape towards the team in terms of a style of play. But it's just,
4: I don't know, I just, there doesn't seem to be an implant to me yet. Aidan, Kenny? I, I, listen, I, I don't think there'll be many people listening or any Rangers fans that would disagree with, with <coughs> anything that Cam is saying. I just think that both games that they've, they've pretty much faced, because I thought that the performance on Tuesday was very, very similar to the Livingston first half. You know, and Cammy's right, it goes out to the right, it comes round the horseshoe, it ends up mm-hmm. to the left. You maybe find a wee Tillman in a pocket, it comes back out, it ends up back at the right. I thought what they'd done better in the second half against Livingston is they attacked with a better tempo, they got it wide, they got it in the box. And it, it was not when Livingston were set. Livingston were now having to defend facing their own goal Tillman maybe could have done better with one of the cross he put it over the bar Cholak got an end of the cross it was just offside I mean again it's still debatable whether it was or it wasn't but it was so given as offside it? Yeah. but there was a, it was quicker You know, so Livingston weren't able to get their seven, eight men back into the box and sit and defend against the three or four Rangers players that were in they were now having to deal with running back there was just a quicker tempo to it uh, in regards to any like, style and things Rangers have got a style of play they have Right. We've not really seen it in the first couple of games, but it's also down to the real defensive structures of the other teams, like so Livingston and Union, that they were playing. There was really, really solid. and Both teams, at the points in the game, long spells on, obviously, the whole game on Tuesday and long spells of the game on Saturday. The teams have got something to protect. You know, they've got a goal. They've got a goal up. Then they've got two goals up. They've got something to protect. And that's where, I touched on it earlier in the show, there needs to be movement. You know, off the ball movement, there has to be, you have to disrupt the back line somehow. And when you do it, you have to play the passes something. And it might not be the, the 100% pass that you just keep it safe. You need to threaten. Even, you
5: know? even if it's, no one likes to play this way, but even if it's turning, no, no defenders want to be running back to balls their own goal. It's, you've seen it yourself. And like you said, disrupting the back line there. But it's making live, them defending and, you making know, defend, a, and you're making them defend. And that's, like you're saying, Rangers were 1 0 down against Livingston Yeah. then they come out and start playing because they were nil down but that that only happens because they have to they have to show something they have to someone has to try the pass someone has to try the hard pass someone has to try and beat someone do something out of the ordinary to actually do something to create something it's the hardest thing in football and what was. we've seen
4: in the two games is there was nobody really doing that so what's something that maybe Ryan Kent could do is maybe go past that player or even two players but what he does is and I've said it many a time he he attracts you were the same you attract as wingers these types of players they attract opponents to them because they know if if I'm a centre back defending behind my full back and I've got Adrian McGeady or I've got a Ryan Kent or a Jota running at me My centre-back's protecting me because they know there's a good chance these guys are going past them. So what you do is you start to attract even a midfielder across to try and help out and it attracts bodies in which has to then free other people up and again, you've seen it a lot for Rankin. So he'll be a big player. If he can come back and he's fit and he'll be back in for Tuesday, I think he'll give them something that they never had on Tuesday but there needs to be far more urgency. There has to be more movement because, make no mistake, Union Union USG (laughs) they are coming to defend that that goal and they'll be thinking can we nick something if we can nick a goal it's tie over
3: the fairy tale for them would be a nightmare for Rangers can we see from the club is there anything they can do in the next few days to say right Morelos whether or not he plays he's signed Ryan Kent has signed or is that naive with 28 days left in the window I just think you need something the, for the fans going in there on Tuesday night
4: what What's Ryan yeah. Kent got left in his contract? Yeah, yeah. Still
3: got a year so it's decision time isn't it otherwise you're It's,
4: it's in, you're, in yeah. their hands away yeah. then, isn't it this is what we'll say sure. all along it's in the uh, players' hands uh, well,
5: Of course it is but, but then you look at talking about Celtic Rangers earlier on and the recruitment and how close the, the titles could be this season how close the squads are but Rangers have let some of the better players go this season and the recruitment might be great but Celtic haven't let anyone go really have they? I think Celtic have oh. strengthened. No, Tom Rogic. Well,
3: Tom Rogic uh, is probably uh, yeah, the one, but, uh, yeah. I see he's gone off probably to join Neil Lennon uh, in Cyprus. But Cami, for you, I mean, it must be a worry just now. Calvin Bassey's not there. Arriba's away. And okay, it's thirty million pounds. But I think you need a boost to see what's going to be different because listening to Kenny, especially there about Morelos uh, and Aiden, you know, he's probably not going to be ready for a ninety-minute. He might come on. It might make a difference. But so Ryan Kent, yes but you as a fan, what would you like to see?
7: It's, it'd be nice to have these have these players sign a contract. Clark Golson signed a contract which, well, like all, I don't think anyone expected them to sign a new deal. I think everyone thought he was away. Mm-hmm. Um, it'd be nice for them to sign a contract, but obviously the, lo- the longer it drags on, you think to yourself, it might not happen. And they might look at the likes of Batty Enjoy Leibon, they've had big moves Ajax and Southampton maybe there's one of them out there for me and they might want to go down south they might want to go abroad and try go, go try a different uh, go try play football in a different country but I don't it's Ranger, I think we, Rangers' first objective should be just win on Saturday put, put a good performance down maybe win by three or four goals do you know what I mean This have conceded first, the first two games of the season yeah. Um. Not, they've not defended well I think they need to go out start Saturday and just try to win 3-4-0 Um, 1st to put a stamp on things and try to get the fans back into Tuesday night
3: Aidan that is a good point. point two seasons ago Rangers were they they lost so many so few goals especially at home last season losing more and the manager did say before the game the other night they want to stop giving away goals well,
5: I suppose that's what every manager's going to say <laughs> aren't they really but just touching on that you know there. I mean why did Connor Goldstone take so long to sign his new contract was he hoping for the the move and by the way Calvin Bassey and Joe Rebo, they will probably move again as well so in essence Rangers really have to be keeping hold of those players oh it's difficult to turn down that type of money for Celtic are the same that type of money for players in the SPL but
3: you really want to be keeping hold of those types of players yep the model is there and Celtic did it successfully um, and the fans, they've kind of got used to it there at Celtic, I think, Kenny. Uh, the players then do have to move on. The Van Dykes, and there's a whole list of them. Musa Dembele. Um, Rangers just now. I, I know they're at the mercy of the players. Do you think people have come in for Ryan
4: Kent this summer or Alfredo Morelos? I would have to say, I mean, again, who knows? Like, you know, you'd, Normally you would hear something or it would be reported It doesn't look that way. Mm. What I would say is, is if you can get Ryan Kent and James Tavernier and Alfredo signed, in these days leading into it, it yeah. gives the place a big yeah. boost. Even one of them, even one or two of them, if they can get them signed, and by all accounts the talks are ongoing, and I think all parties seem pretty receptive to coming to an agreement. You know, but it's up to the club to do that. And there's one thing for sure, the club are trying. You know, mm. they've come out and they've said the negotiations are underway, so they're trying. They recognise that these three players are, are really, really key, particularly after losing Aribo and Bassey these three players are really, really key to what they're wanting to do for the, for the next number of years, not just for this season, for the next number of years. So, they're trying to get them signed and it would give the place a, a, a big, big boost going into the game on Tuesday night if there was an announcement of some sort include, involving maybe one or two of these players.
5: Even if it's not to, to not to strengthen the team, but you're locking the players down so that at least you're getting your 10, 15, 20 million in two, three, four years' time, whatever. That's...
3: Makes sense doesn't of it, it does, Economics? Yeah. Yeah. Of course it does Who's your goalkeeper I hate to go back In this one again But Cammy, Who are you playing On Saturday And Tuesday John Or Alan
7: I was never against Alan McGregor I wanted Alan McGregor To stay on So for me it's Alan McGregor I wasn't one of the ones Who was You know I, I wanted him out I didn't, didn't want him to sign a new contract I wanted him to sign another So I, I would play Alan McGregor um, John McGlock I actually I think he was Maybe could have saved the first one, but without him on uh, Tuesday night, it could have be been three or four. Um, but I, th- I think, I think McLaughlin will play, to be honest with you, I think he's now the number one.
3: And Tuesday, will we be at the match? And are you going to go through?
7: I don't think I'll be there, no, but um, I, I, yeah, hopefully we will go through. Three, three or I will win.
3: Three nil, Kenny. You're buying that one, yeah.
4: Love the positivity. <laughs> absolutely love the positivity. I think you have to. You have to we have to believe that the, the, yeah. the team's capable. of you're putting on the performance, and I think we have seen enough from them to suggest, particularly at home, mm. that, that they can get to a level that is going to be maybe too much for, for Union because there's been better teams with the greatest respect to them come to Ibrox in the last year, and found it very, very tough and actually been spooked by the intensity mm-hmm. by the energy by the noise levels that Ibrox can bring on these nights so they need to have that again but the, the, the fans need to be fueled as well you know it's not just about fans turning up and energising the players the players need to get out of the traps the way they have done because they can energise the fans as well and it's just the, the, the European run last year it was they were just completely in mm-hmm. sync the fans the energy the players on there but it's the way they started the game and again it does help like I say, when you got a goal after three minutes in most of the games makes a big difference. Glasgow Zone, Go Radio with Kenny Miller and Aidan McGeady. We're going to ask
3: Aidan about one of his favourite goals, maybe. Reagan's been on to ask a question about a cup final goal. That's next.
2: The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go!
3: Go! go, 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 go. Big, Big weekend coming up for football the derby coming up on Sunday Hibs against Hearts and Aidan McGeady would have been playing but he's got the injury six to eight weeks out he's with us here tonight on Go Radio making his debut thanks for all the comments everyone who's been on the socials Kieran there in Lanarkshire saying Aidan great to hear you Kenny as well a lot of people saying they're enjoying the contribution tonight and what you're saying about Rangers you're absolutely spot on is what quite a number of people are saying Derek is on from Bishop Briggs thought that was uh, Bannockburn there. It's Bishop Briggs saying he's enjoying it. He likes the positivity, Kenny, and he thinks uh, in the dressing, they'll need a bit of that. But Giovanni Van Bronckhurst, has so much experience. You reckon he will, they'll get it right for Tuesday?
4: That's He's done, he's not got much wrong in Europe, to be honest with you, over the, over the last eight months or so since he's been in the job. So uh, what I think he's done well in his time here, I mean, he's not had a lot of, he's not tasted defeat a lot of times. But what I think he has done off the back of defeats as he's looked at it, he's analysed it and he's learnt, he's learnt the lessons that, again, I think there's no many people watching that game could kind can, of can point out at least a few things that were maybe missing from the performance. Uh, so I think that he's got a very, very good team there in regards to looking at what could be better mm. and uh, I would expect a response leading into the weekend and then definitely a response on Tuesday night.
3: Aidan, your first time in the studio with us. A couple of questions here from Regan, who's a big Celtic fan. Uh, he wants to ask who's the most underrated player that you played alongside at Celtic? Celtic. Underrated.
5: Uh,
3: and he also wants to ask you about the Cup final that, uh, in 2009 yeah. when you scored against Rangers. Yeah,
5: great, great day. Yeah. Uh, that was against Rangers. Das, uh, it went extra time. Darren uh, scored the header. He like, put his a up and then... Uh, I ended up winning the penalty against Cup Broadfoot and then Ivan because, probably I think is that, yeah.
4: <laughs>
5: do you know what <laughs> the thing is I was actually, I was just about to stick it in as well I was just about to stick yeah. it in as well and he took us down but yeah. uh, uh, great day uh, most underrated player though probably mm-hmm. do you know what I think is so underrated Lenny Neil
3: no, Lennon yeah no, Lennon. Mm-hmm.
5: because and I, and I I, used to like when I was a Celtic young, young Celtic fan growing up I used to look at Neil Lennon and go like, yeah. Lenny used to get booed didn't he uh, pass the ball
4: sideways not positive yeah. enough and then when you actually play with him in training you're like doesn't give the ball away never no doesn't give the ball away mm. listen he's a top player wasn't he Aye, listen, he was and this yeah. is the listen thing you don't play for, for these, these types of players like there may be no like the fashionable type of player who is going yeah. to break the lines or mm. get on the end of the crosses I mean it was always a bit of a running joke when Lenny popped up with a goal wasn't yeah. it but I'll yeah. tell you he plays every single week for the t- every team he played for. He played every single week because of the jobs that he done. And these players, you have these players all through a lot of teams. You know, you might look at them and think, they can, "Oh, they could do more." They can road, to, yeah. It's, it's when they're not there. Yeah. Mm. You know, it's you when those the- players are no there. You think, "Who's plugging that gap? Who's doing that job?" You know, so.
5: Like Alan nah, was a good player. Underrated. You yeah. had Lenny and Lambo, but Lambo was the one who everyone's like, "Oh, Lambo's <laughs> technique's unbelievable." Right. Look at-. But Lenny was not as technically as good as Lambo, but. Very underrated. I mean think of the trophies that Lenny won at Celtic, do you know what I mean? Underrated, I'd I'd probably I'd probably say that.
3: And Neil Lennon. I'd probably say Lenny. And he obviously got a lot of stick two years ago in that final mm. season, you know, when everyone and that's was,
5: and yeah. that's the that's the frustrating thing, and that's isn't the it? thing about football, isn't yeah. it? When you, you go back and is has Lenny tainted his legacy in some way by going back and missing out on the you know, mm. being a manager missing out the ten. I'd like to say no but I think a lot of Celtic fans would probably say yeah Mm. but you look at everything else he's done of course trophies he's won as a player trophies he's won as a manager and then you miss out on that one probably the the biggest season in the club's the club's history and then that's what people remember you for I mean they live but, in a fickle world
3: don't they it is a fickle world isn't it and I mean, it was the Covid season and I mean, it was mm-hmm. tough for every single person in society mm-hmm. and you know he didn't wake up that season and think I'm going to get it all wrong here um, and a lot of things conspired against him bolly Lee Bolling going away um, you know Craig Gordon we talked about earlier on he was allowed to go during the summer then Fraser, Fo- Fraser Foster went down mm-hmm. south uh, Rangers were underrated at the start of the season You know, most people thought it was going to be Celtic <clears throat> it's history but the guy gave so much the, the, the haul of medals he's got as a player and the manager is phenomenal fans are fickle but here's a fan that's not fickle he knows his stuff it's Callum who's also a football writer for World Football Index Hi Callum good evening
8: Evening guys how
3: you doing? Yeah good it's great to be with Kenny and Aidan um, and Callum what about that? Aidan was saying that maybe the most underrated player he played alongside was
8: L- Neil Lennon I, I think that's a, a fair shout to be honest with you because when you look at the Celtic team The likes of Aidan Obviously and the forward thinking players They get a lot of attention Whereas To be fair As Aidan said Lenny just broke play up And he could spring Long long range passes as well Which maybe he doesn't get A lot of credit for A lot of people Maybe just focus on it The fact that he could Break a game up And obviously didn't Score a lot of goals mm-hmm. But he was Instrumental to the team And if you took him Out of the team Then mm-hmm. there would have been A big difference So I, I think that's a fair shout. He played
5: every, he played every, every game He played every game Yeah and, and was like I said underrated because fans didn't rate him well, let's be totally honest like Neil Lennon, oh, Lennon he's sideways sideways moaning groaning when he passed the ball back the way uh,
3: he, he yeah. moaned and groaned a bit like yourselves that's what Barry said last night he said good luck tomorrow night enjoy the show and he said with you two on, but you sometimes have to do a bit of moaning and groaning, don't you? You say what
4: you think. I think I, 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 yeah. I always yeah. think it's a, it's, a, it's the wrong word, you know. Yeah. Moaning. I I, I it's demanding. It's demanding. That was exactly. Yeah. That. That's the word that I was. You're wanting Good. a certain level of standard maintained, and you know if people are dropping below that, you need people in your your team. And by the way, for me, the more guys in the team you've got like that, then the better yeah. chance you've got to have a winning team. Of course you do. It's, it's that I hate that one. Oh,
5: he's a mor- He's never happy. He's a moaner. You know, people talk about myself like that. I don't, think, I don't think there's anything wrong with that as long as as long as you're, you're channeling it in the right way moaning it's just demanding it's setting standards that, you're, that you've
3: been used to and you've been brought up with Demanding I like that yeah. Callum I think we're demanding your question what is your point caller tonight?
8: I just think um, at the point I want to make it's just great to have the, the football back I was really impressed by Celtic and Spales at the weekend against Aberdeen um, I thought Aberdeen had their moments as well particularly towards the end of the first half I do think the next two away games obviously Ross County and Kilmarnock are going to be a big test this early in the season Um, and I don't know about the guys but I still think Celtic could do with another holding midfielder. I know Aaron Moyes came in and there's talk that he could play deep but I, I just think Celtic maybe needs someone a wee bit more established so that in those Champions League nights and crucial games against the likes of Rangers and maybe Hearts and Hibs, away that you can you can push Callum McGregor into the number eight position because as good as he has been in that six role, I still think he's a lot better for Celtic creatively when he's playing that bit further forward.
3: Aidan, what do you think?
5: Well, you were talking about James McCarthy there, weren't you? So James McCarthy is obviously deemed not good enough at present. So who, who would who, Callum? Who would you then say? If if you're talking about recruiting another holding midfielder, who would you who would you who springs to mind? Who's out there for value for money? What Celtic can afford in the transfer market?
8: You know, that's a hard thing it's, I, I think they would have to potentially maybe look at one of the markets they've also recruited from South America they've recru- recruited from Japanese football mm-hmm. you're hoping maybe Ida Gucci could come in obviously he's already at the club and maybe if he gets a run of games he's been unlucky with injuries maybe he could be that option so there's no obvious name that springs to mind in my, in, in my opinion so you're hoping that the, the scouting system can maybe have identified a few players that maybe we're not fully aware of ourselves at the moment but maybe could come in um, for a reasonable fee and do well, because as I say, I think Aaron Moy will add experience, obviously, as a World Cup this year for Australia. So mm-hmm. he's going to want to get minutes and and do his best. But I, I still don't think he's the natural six that no, can No, in, in my like he's not
5: either. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, he's not either. He's, he's more, I'd say Aaron Moy more, more creative, mm-hmm. slightly yeah. more creative than, than than just a six. But uh, you just said there, James McCarthy. He's deemed surplus plus the mm-hmm. requirements of if, if, at present. So. But again, though you're 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 talking about the other markets, South American, Japanese, whatever. But again, you're you're needing that player to hit the ground running to push Callum McGregor well,
8: look, on. That, that, that's true, and I think in, in the point you make there on James McCarthy, my opinion on James is that I think he was the right player for Celtic, maybe just at the wrong time. Obviously, he was he, he came off the back of a few injuries at Everton, Crystal Palace. He was playing games, then he was out. Last year, he didn't really have a pre-season. He was training on his own for a, a long period of time mm-hmm. um, before he came in at Celtic. So it's probably the right player just at the wrong time for him. And I know there's talk about him leaving. Whether he leaves permanently, I don't know. Because mm-hmm. I think he's got three years left to run. Maybe he just needs to go out and loan yeah. for a year, get that sharpness, and he could be beneficial to Celtic longer term. But
3: Kenny, um, I think his overall point, though, is a good one about strengthening for Champions League. Because, you know, we're talking so much tonight about Rangers, quite rightly. Um, for Celtic, next month, in with
4: the big boys. Yeah, they are, and I, I think there's been. <clears throat> I've heard that kind of number six, more mm. defensive-minded midfielder mentioned a lot <clears throat> in regards to Celtic, and maybe that's a, a position that they could be looking to recruit uh, between now and then, the end of August. And and I do agree uh, with Callum that it's Callum McGregor's a start. He's a wonderful football player, uh, and I think he can play. He can play anywhere. You could play him anywhere and he'd still do a very good job. Similar like to what Keane Tierney was, you could play him anywhere across that back line and even further forward if you needed to, he would, he would just do the job just as well. But I do think that Callum McGregor can really impact a game as, a, as an eight. He's got a creative side to him. I think he's got great energy where he can get in the box and he can sniff out a goal as well. He's had to play the number six role uh, over probably the last couple of seasons, I think I watched him it was Leipzig in the Europa League yeah. and it was absolutely yeah. sensational that night it was one I think Scott Brown was missing that night and he, yeah. had to, he had to fill in for his captain and he was he was absolutely incredible in the role but he's better I, I, I just think he can bring yeah. more You know, so if you can go and get a, a player that can be the quieter one the Neil Lennon type mm-hmm. to sit in that position and that allows Callum McGregor and it allows Hitati or Moy or Turnbull or O'Reilly because they've got a lot of really good players in there. I think Callum can just he can give more than just that kind of discipline in that number that number six position.
3: Callum, who's going to be your top scorer for Celtic this season, do you think? Uh,
4: it's a
8: difficult one. I think the, the obvious option will be Kyogo if he can stay fit because I think he'll play in the majority of the games. Giacomacchus, as we saw last season, Paul, is a, is a goal-scorer and he tends to score in flurries, but I think Kyle will start more games than Giacomacchus, so that's who I'm, I'm leaning towards at the moment.
3: couple of quick other questions. Uh, Greg Taylor, you think he'll keep his position just now? We mentioned about the £4 million for Alessandro Bernabe. You've probably got two players for every position. You need it. Um, a word about Greg Taylor.
8: I think he's been fantastic, um, very underrated in um, this current Celtic team. I think towards the end of last season, he started to get the credit that he deserved. Um, for me, I think you'll see him playing the games that maybe Easter rode away, Tannadice away, obviously Ibrooks away. I think Bernabeu will maybe come in for the home games where you're looking to stretch the opposition, especially if they're sitting deep because he is a very quick player, a lot quicker than, than Greg from what I've seen so far. But defensively, Greg Taylor obviously knows Scottish football, he knows the physicality, whereas Bernabeu will have to get up to speed with that. So I think they'll, they'll rotate, I think Bernabeu will play, as I say, most of the home games, but I think for those tough away fixtures, like even Dingwall at the weekend, I think Greg Taylor's a, st- a stick-on to playing those games because he's been around the block and he's shown that he can do that before as well.
3: Aidan, what do you think of that assessment?
8: For now, I think, yeah.
5: I think now. But you're, you're not signing a left-back for, for £4 million to to sit on the bench. Yep. So he's going to take... Two, three months, whatever, six, seven weeks, I don't know. At some point he's going to play and he's going to be the starting left back. But Greg Taylor's got a job in his hands because at the end of the day, football is that game where someone else is ready to step in and take your place and you need to be ready for the fight. So it could make Greg Taylor race his game also. And he actually might end up, you know, the £4 million left back might not play because Greg Taylor's levels went up again. But at some point I'd expect him to have a run in the team.
3: Kenny Ross County against uh, Celtic at the weekend. It could be the, the Tony Rosskin game, isn't it? Because you mentioned four points was in it last season, and when he got that late late goal in the winter, the depth of winter up there, that was a that was a pivotal moment
4: for Celtic. It was a massive goal. Yeah. I remember watching that game, and I, I know for being on the in, in the old firm environment you're watching that as, a, as the other team and you're thinking that's two points gone you know that's another chance we're going to get to go out or it's two, we've already won so it's two points we've gained or we're playing afterwards we've got a chance here and when you score these type of goals they are a little bit of a body blow you know as much as the manager and players always say no no we just fo-. you do you focus on your game and that's what you're in control of but you would like to see the other team drop points. And when you get these last-minute goals, it it gives one team a massive lift, and it did. It gave Celtic a big lift at that moment, and it was a a huge goal. So it'll be a tough game, because Malke will have them organised, and I thought Ross County, for long spells against Hearts last week, looked very, very threatening. It looks like they've recruited pretty well. They've lost, obviously, real good players or attacking players in in Charles Cook and Hungbo, but they they look to have added in those areas as well. Potentially, guys that could be better than those guys so it'll be, a, it'll be a tough place it always is when you're going up there and playing so and particularly when you've got a manager like Malky who will have them organised he knows exactly what he's going to be facing and he'll, he'll make it hard for Celtic
3: Is that the ice cream van or are you tinkling the piano there Callum what's, what, what's going on uh, me, no, no, sorry, in the background Um What, you, yeah. what, what about Tony Rawson I mean you've got such a, a big squad you, you just think about him now when the Ross County game comes up
8: Oh, absolutely. I mean, that was one of the, the pivotal moments last season. Um, and I agree with Kenny's assessment. I think Ross County will be difficult at the weekend because they were very good in spells against Hearts, who were a, a fantastic team last season getting their Scottish Cup final, and of course finishing third in the league by quite some distance. So it will be a tough game. Um, I spoke to Jan Danda, who Ross County signed from Swansea, and He's talking about pushing for Europe. I don't know if Malky Mackay will be happy with him saying that but it shows the ambition that's up there this season and it certainly will be a tough game particularly when it's only the second game of the season and they're coming off an encouraging start albeit a defeat against Harts.
3: He is a top-notch manager isn't he? Even when you think about Malky Mackay I mean he had such a tough time and and then when he went there a lot of the fans weren't sure about it but Roy McGregor stuck with him and look what's happened.
5: I mean he's... (laughs) <laughs> He's went up there and the, I think what they finished sixth, didn't they? Yep. It's season's gone past, that's that's unheard of for mm-hmm. Ross County. Yeah. Being totally honest, you're you're expecting most team Celtic Rangers to go up there and win, aren't you? Yep. Now we're talking about it's gonna be a really tough game. They've made a good start, all the they lost against Hearts at the weekend, but season's gone past, you know that's three points. Mm-hmm. Like let's not be disrespectful, but you're saying you're picking up maximum points there. Mm-hmm. So it shows how 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 well a
3: how well a job he's done. Callum, you love your football. You're a Celtic fan, but also, what would you feel about Celtic and Rangers being in the Champions League this year?
8: I think for Scottish football, you want to see more teams getting to the sort of pinnacle of European football. The Celtic are there. Rangers—they showed last year at home that they can turn results around, so they might be able to do that again next week. You certainly wouldn't put it past them. Parts are guaranteed group stage football, obviously, in the Conference League, but they'll fancy themselves, I personally think, in that Europa draw to maybe try and push in there. So it can only be encouraging for the game up here because, as Aidan knows, a lot of people, in Kenny, a lot of people talk about the maybe early 2000s and the teams that those guys played in some of the the top players that we've seen in this country. So if more of our teams can get into Europe, I'm not saying we're going to attract players like the Larsons and Laudrips again anytime soon, but hopefully we can attract a better quality of player and we can see days come back to Scottish football where it's not just Celtic Rangers that have good players that they are uh, spread across the league because
3: that's what people want to see Sure and Kenny people talked you know on national radio TV and abroad when Rangers went all the way to a final
4: Yeah listen it made a big, a big splash yeah. because not, not just the, the fact over there the teams that they beat You know, yeah, when you're beating sure. Dortmund and you're beating yeah. Leipzig mm-hmm. I mean, these, are, these are these are superpowers in European football these are Champions League teams and Rangers dismantled them I mean, Dortmund was, I mean Dortmund were beat well and truly over two legs mm. and Leipzig at home Leipzig at home could have been 4-0 at half time mm. like Joe Rebo missed a chance at 2-0 where he should score with his right foot and he puts a volley over the bar to make it 3-0 after 25 minutes and I think even the the Leipzig manager himself had said had that went in it could have been any score this is Leipzig you're talking about a team that are Champions League teams yeah. always fighting at the top of the German League so it was because the teams they beat and, and they actually deserved, they earned it with the performances and how they played so uh, yeah that's what we see about that on Tuesday night as well And
3: Callum the draw in a few weeks time for Champions League who would you love to see? Give us three teams then I look today at the pots, so just give us three teams you'd love to see playing Celtic
8: I would love to see Real Madrid um, play Celtic I
5: think that would be fantastic Right hold on I think Aidan no, I was going to say yeah. the exact same because every single season at Celtic it used to always be Barcelona AC Milan yeah. Shakhtar Donetsk yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah. it's
5: still still good but Real Madrid was another one that came out mm. so Real Madrid is definitely one for me as well
3: Next one Callum
8: I would like to see one of the English teams so from your pot yeah. two I would say yeah. um, Liverpool or Chelsea
3: it's right, so a fairly easy draw, you're seeing. Yeah, you're focusing <laughs> on Europa League isn't <laughs> it? <laughs> so, and then port three as well. It's also strong, isn't it? Do
6: you know?
8: I, 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 I'm trying to think of who's actually yeah. in Port three, but I'm sure there'll be there'll be more um, teams in there. I'm sure a few German sides that will be very dangerous. We see obviously Leverkusen last season who sort of tore Celtic apart, to be honest they with you, did. in that yeah. home game. Yeah. So. You're looking at opposition like that, and <laughs> I'm hoping for an easier pot three because if I if see Real Madrid and, and, and a Liverpool or a Chelsea, then I think we need a pot three game that's going to be a contest at least. Because under Brendan Rogers, we saw that when you play the likes of your Bayerns and your Paris Saint Germain, if you, if you go toe to toe with them, it could get dangerous quite quickly. Mm. So that pot three team has to be generous, like Anderlecht when Rogers was in charge, for instance.
3: Callum, mm. good call.
2: The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland Let's go,
3: go, 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 go And tomorrow night also you've got the chance to win £100 on the night and £300 if you get all the results right In fact I'm going to ask Kenny and Aidan before we go what they think's going to happen this weekend Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors, Paul Cooney, Aidan McGeary Kenny Miller, Gordon, a Rangers fan, is on the line. Good evening, Gordon.
9: Hi, guys. How you doing? Good. How are you? I uh, not too bad, mate. Not too bad, thanks.
3: So, what, what can you say about Rangers? Are you feeling a bit more optimistic? Have you heard what Kenny and Aiden were saying, or what do you feel?
9: I will well, um, just uh, obviously uh, a wee bit of time to reflect on it and. Um, obviously Tuesday night I was a, I was a bit angry after it I was a bit depleted because th- to me there was no energy there was no fight no passion and it's very early uh, last season I'm sure Kenny would who watching us right through the Europa League um, if you remember I, I pre-booked Sabella after the Dortmund game I was that oh, confident of it as in Europe um, and I, I, last uh, Tuesday night was the first time I've seen him get it so wrong on the night um, even if he, pulling Lundstrom to the midfield and the defence. when he's seen how much we're getting overrun running and stuff like that, but I, I think things like that, Geo learned that he seems to, um, last year he seemed to kind of pick up to the first leg and learn it, and we seem to right our wrongs in the second leg, and I have got confidence we can, get, we can do it, because I, I, I'm not underestimating that team, but I think we're a much better team than them, and on the night, I think if we get it right, and we get a team selection right, even maybe bring in some of the experienced heads back in it can have progressed a bit further last year, I think we can turn it around. But obviously in saying that, we've got to get Saturday at the road first then we've got to put in a good performance on Saturday and get into uh, the high morale for Tuesday as well.
3: Kenny Gordon says they're a much better team. Rangers are. Are we going to see that?
4: Well, we, we need to. It's as simple yeah. as that. There needs to be severe improvements and I agree with Gordon. I just said that uh, previously, I do think Geo has he does learn when if, if, if he's got it wrong and whether he got it wrong or not I guess it's no for me to say would I have done it different I think I think I probably would have I wouldn't have had John Lundstrom in the back line and, and the next thing just because it worked last year doesn't mean it'll work this year people have seen you do it they can maybe work out if they go there they can now maybe be a little bit more prepared to do it uh, or, or, to, or to play against it so it's uh, yeah I think I uh, agree with Gordon I think Geo's been pretty good at that when things have maybe no went too well there has been a, a reaction in, in the next game particularly in these these, these two-legged affairs that uh, you, know, you get all the way to Europa League final after losing the first leg a, a couple of the games and you get it right you overturn it against really good teams you're doing something right or you're learning or you're doing something different in the next game so uh, yeah I do think there's a lot more to come for that Rangers team based on not just that performance I think even the Livingston game I think there was a there was a wee element to the first half that it was a wee bit slow, a wee bit predictable and I know the pitch plays its part in that as well, but it's uh, I would expect two different, completely different performances to bonus with you, starting on Saturday at home, first league game in front of a full house, with that in mind, that game in mind on Tuesday night, like Gon says, really important to go and get a good win. Get good win 2-3-0 no. again. mean Dell will have something to say about that taking his command at the team there but going there putting on a performance far higher energy getting right on the front foot and playing aggressive when that's when Rangers are at best and you take that energy into Tuesday night Aidan what
3: are you thinking?
4: Nothing to worry about then do you? Job done isn't it? Nothing to worry about Hang <laughs> uh, on Monaco. No listen uh, uh, <laughs> there,
5: there's, there's got to be a reaction hasn't there? It can't, it can't be the same there's got to be a reaction I mean every, every single Rangers fan will be absolutely gutted about the game but there's, there's got to be a massive reaction because you look at what's at stake for the, the, the thought of Champions League football again after being away for, for so long. Celtic and Rangers, the money that's at stake. I £35 million,
3: £40 million I mean, maybe.
5: That's what I mean. So there's, there's got to be a massive reaction. It can't just be, well, let's turn up. I mean, listen, that's Union, it's USG, whatever. But we can't... We, there's a, you're going to have to go and, and it's going to be positive, positive Reaction, but also with getting the fans on side from minute one. You know, Rangers obviously had a fantastic run last season in the Europa League. Unfortunate for Rangers that they obviously never never won the Fortunate for for Celtic fans, of course. But uh, they can they can draw on that experience that they had last season. I think, especially come up for for this game. Sure.
3: And the irony is as well, though, that Rangers' run in recent years in Europe has helped the Scottish teams. I mean, look at this week. Motherwell are out already. Dundee United, we hope will do well. Hearts as well. Celtic have got the Champions League. And it is ironic that Celtic got that £35 million in the Champions League. And they deserved it as champions last season. But I was thinking there, do you think the Scottish teams even, well, Celtic Rangers have they got that real hunger for the Champions League or do they think oh yeah it's great to get there and that'll be enough I mean Rangers are not there yet Malmo last year they went out they shouldn't have gone out Kenny I just wonder if there's something psychologically right at the start July early August and we're not quite ready
4: mate listen you've got to understand it's the same for the other teams as well we're caught in a little bubble here I think Rangers and Celtic they should be and they could be and they deserve to be in there by the the histories the, the, the traditions and where the clubs have been at and we are biased because they're, our, they're teams in our mm-hmm. country, but you've got a Malmo, you've got a, a Union, I mean, look at their story. Yeah. You know, they, they have, this, this will be absolute dreamland for them All if right. they can get through this this round and face. You've got a, a home and a leg, a home and away leg to get past a Monaco or a PSV and you are in the Champions League for where they were just over a year yeah. ago. It's an incredible story. So, it's, uh, I, I think there's a real hunger for it. Again, Celtic are in there automatically. Rangers have now built up a reputation in Europe now since Steven Gerrard came and he's, he's just, as each season went by, that the players seem to gain more confidence for playing against these really, really good teams and it does seem like the they need to make this step and there's no doubt they'll want it, the club will want it because you've talked about all the riches that come along with it. So it's uh, it's just, the performance has to be better. It's as simple as that. And when I mean, you play Monaco and PSV, it probably has to go up again.
3: Plus you two want to go to the Bernabeu. Gordon can I ask them a quick question if you got the offer Kenny and Aidan to play for Real Madrid or Barcelona this was actually one of your questions during the, the break who would you go for? so say it was 5-10 years ago and they came and said we're well, on a boat you're, you're asking me?
5: yeah both of you yeah. oh, well first yeah.
4: then if it was 5 I'm Barcelona, you're really Barcelona. Yeah, it's 5-10 years ago yeah it's Barcelona yeah, that yeah. would have been right in the yeah. kind of pet probably rain where you were playing mm. an, an incredible team and the way they played and how dominant sure. they were Yes, and I'd play for either if you had the yeah. opportunity to be Plus, honest with you yes. or coach at either or work yeah. anywhere you know it'd been, it's well, look, both it, amazing look, clubs the,
5: the, the players who are lucky enough to have played under Pep Guardiola yeah. I know he's had the most amount of money and he's never he's never been at a bad team He's he's been at the, the top teams hasn't he but Man City won the glasses with a striker you mm, so what I mean yep. they, won the, they won the glasses mm. with a striker and everybody's talking about he's Almost, almost reinventing the wheel. Everyone's trying to, but he can yep. almost is, and he has been doing it for a while. I know he said the biggest budget, and he yeah. spent the lo- most amount of money, but to play under a, a manager like that, and just even see him at close quarters and learn things from him, that would be amazing.
3: But you think there's something special, isn't there, about um, Real Madrid? And yeah, that, it's just that, that strip, yeah, that's,
5: yeah. That's that, that old yeah. white cat. I just remember seeing videos of going back to the 60s was it six, six European Cup wins yeah. in a row was
3: it they'd won more than anybody else yeah. they were and even phenomenal
5: Yeah, just, just an amazing club amazing. amazing club
3: Gordon are you booking the Champions League final this season then or it's too early just now but you did I remember that you did it early last season so what do you think what's going to happen Tuesday night uh, it just honestly just
9: depends how we turn up as I say I, I genuinely do think we're a better team than them and You've got to hope maybe that uh, USG and Union, whatever their name is, you've just got to hope that they go in with a bit of complacency as well. Hopefully they've maybe got it in their head that 2-0 is enough for them, and maybe that'll his own. I've already seen uh, like bits in the paper and online and stuff like that, too. their players coming out and saying that the Ibrook's atmosphere doesn't intimidate them and stuff like that. But I mean, I think this is their first European tie in about, about 50-odd years, so... Yeah. They'll know that they'll never play in um, a, a, a crowd like they'll, they'll never have played in front of a Rangers crowd or a Celtic crowd, like two of the kind of fiercest crowds in European football. So you've just got to hope that that the, the crowd show up on Tuesday, which I'm sure they always do. But uh, Well there'll be
3: fifty thousand. There will be. Mm. Final question for both of you. Gordon, thanks. Don't don't go away just yet. Aidan, what about Champions League nights at Celtic Park? Mm. Was that? did you ever get a feeling like that anywhere else?
5: Uh no, no, just the hairs in the back of your next stand up sort of stuff. It's just the uh, those nights are just what that stadium is made for. Mm-hmm. Celtic Rangers games, yeah. Yep. Celtic Champions League nights, amazing. Just the best players in the world, the elite level of football. The, you remember it yourself, Kenny. Like AC Milan, Barcelona. Yeah. I remember playing against Barcelona in the last sixteen. It was just. You know, these are games that you talk to people about, they're yeah. good to look back on, but just phenomenal, phenomenal players that you're playing against. You know, Messi's, Messi was on the cusp of being the best player in the world, mm-hmm. and seeing him, you're playing against
3: them and you're just like, phenomenal. incredible. Javi and all that. I mean, there's so many of them. A lot Kenny, of them, yeah.
4: For you, under the lights at, yep. at Ibrooks in Europe? Yeah, the Champions League nights uh, at the old firm clubs are special because they're a different kind. Like saying, nothing matches a, an old firm day for me but the Champions Leagues are different, the fans turn up where there's a different kind of expectation, there is more, uh, you're not fully expected to beat these teams, you know, there's Uh, more, we're turning up to enjoy this as well, you know, we're going to support you and we expect you to put on a performance and, and we want to win, but we understand that we're playing against the elite level. So there becomes a different there's a different atmosphere to it. Mm. You know, it's not as tense, it's not as like emotional as the as, as the old firm. Give, give the
5: ball away against rangers and fans are growing it's, it's not quite, off, yep. it's not quite yep. as bad as that. Mm. It's not quite like that, but it's just
4: great uh, night nice. show. Music before Amazing. your stand line, the yeah. music's on it. it's like when you watch it, the hairs on <laughs> the back of your neck go up. So when you're standing there and you're involved in it, you know it's a different animal.
3: Gordon, what's Sad, your scoreline? <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, you never know. Gordon, what's your scoreline Tuesday? Well, Tuesday I'll go. I'll,
9: I'll, I've got to get in, and
3: I'll go yeah. four, months. four, <laughs> right? Okay, in ninety fun. minutes. <laughs> well, yeah. well, we'll find out. Gordon, listen, thanks a lot for joining us. Kenny, we'll see you next week, hopefully, as yeah. well. Yeah, yep. and then we'll see you very soon as yep. well. Hopefully, the recovery is back. Great to have you on. You enjoy. Couple of hours with us. That
5: was good. It didn't feel like a couple of hours, like you said, yeah. That was that was good. It was my kind of first taste of debut, radio. A debut. Good fun. Debut, yeah. So, no, yeah. it was good.
3: It was good. Enjoyed it. Great to have you both on the programme. Thanks so much. Jokel Day is up next after the news. Back tomorrow night at 5 with Barry Ferguson, Mark Guidi.
2: The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com, representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go, go.